As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Everybody listen to Derek Carter. We all know that he's a party starter. So if you want to listen to a podcast for free, Time, let's do it. Yo, dude, I'm trying to start my song here. Uh huh. Yo, spit it out. Yo, 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 I got freckles everywhere, even in my underwear. Oh, yeah, yeah we're stare. back, baby. Mayor, so there's no hair. Bear like a pear, not hairy like a kiwi. Uh, Kiwis are hairy, hairy, and that gets kind of scary. Come on, baby girl, I want to see what you got. You Pocket like my freckles? Party, party, let's do it on the beat. All up in your ear holes. Here we go. I love this part. The song's called Freckles. Got them freckles, girl, all over my body. When I was a kid, my hair was black. But then something happened, something went whack. This big bully pushed me in my back. I stumbled around into the cabbage patch. Lindsay Lowe. That's hilarious. That that part right there, I wrote those lyrics when I was 15 years old. When I was a kid, my hair was black, but then something happened, something went whack. Some big bully pushed me in my back. I stumbled around into a cabbage, whatever. I did the cabbage patch. The way I originally recorded it was a little bit different. Here, one more time, listen to this. Right here. Here it comes, ready? Right here. Wait, oh, that's the hook. I don't even know my own song. So when I originally wrote it, I went, when I was a kid, my hair was black, but then something happened, something went whack, some mother effer pushed me in the back and made me fall into a strawberry patch now the corn had ears hurt i was raw the potatoes had eyes and dug what they saw the yams like my jam said it was sweet and libby 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 they like the steady beat everybody say ho 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 green giant as you can tell that was like an 80s rap but it was funny because the one part where i go when i was a kid my hair was black something happened something went whack 
some mother, and I used to say, and but I didn't want my mom to know that I was cursing in my, my rap notebook. So I put some mother, ha ha, push me in my back. Originally, I said, I fell into a carrot patch, but then, like, you know, <laughs> and then that carrot top, you know, was famous, and I was like, I can't be seeing carrot patch, like, so I changed it to strawberry patch. Anyways, guys, what's up? We're back together again on the podcast, uh, just the two of us, or if, if there's a lot of people listening in the car, all of us, man, we up in them ear holes on you, if you got your earbuds in, yes, uh, Pocket Party Podcast, I love it. I love that you guys are a part of this together. The fir- I, I, I'm, I'm looking at like the first 30 to 50 episodes as it's like a it's like a, a special club. Only only a, a few know about us and we're, we're here together until this thing blows up. And every week it's getting a little bit more and a little bit more. And the people are, are, are subscribing and going back to them earlier episodes. And I, and, I, and I love it, man. I'm loving every aspect about this. I am I am over the moon. I'm telling you, man, if you listen to the first episode, I literally had a cell phone and I was just passing the phone back and forth. And I'm like, you know, it was cool. And uh, I was like, I'm doing it. I'm going, I'm going live. I'm out there with my buddy, Brian Swinehart. It was called Gratitude List. And then I got a little bit better. I let's let's try going through the app, doing a phone call through the app. And, uh, you know, it, the sound could have been better. The content was great. I love Gilbert Esquivel. He, he's awesome with the stories. And, uh, and then boom, I hit that stride. It got better and better and better. And, uh, you know, I, I figured out how to, how to do the technical end and, uh, John reap episode, incredible, loved it. We're face to face recorders. He sh- showed me how to use the microphone a little bit better, how to boost the quality. Um, Fraser Smith, LA radio legend. That was awesome. I don't know how you're listening to this, but, um, if you want to do me a huge favor, go to iTunes, give it some reviews and some stars give it five stars and a little review even if you write love the podcast it's great i mean these guys that get on those charts they have like 200 reviews and above i mean then you look at someone who's at the very top which i get you've they've had the podcast for five years long time blah 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 they're gonna have thousands all i need is like you know you guys just to write something and and maybe if it's from the heart that's even better you know i don't want no bs but i want to thank my sponsor the Thai Room in Burbank. Tell me what the Darren Carter Friends special. They're great. Right from the get-go, they sponsored me. They're, they're, they're awesome. You tell me what the Darren Carter Friends special, they will hook you up. Um, I want to do a shout-out to the big-time podcast supporters. I got D underscore Ghost Rider. I got at Rig RM, probably Ramirez. It's R-I-G-R-M-Z out of Texas. I got Jim Bryan Music. What up? At Jim Bryan Music. Christine Blackburn, I did her podcast called Storyworthy. Storyworthy, she's awesome. Mark Hammett, what up, Mark? I want to do a shout out to the one and only Mr. Mike Bagak. This guy is awesome. He likes the posts on Instagram. He puts con- he actually is one of the two people so far that have um, done a rec- uh, right away. Two people put a. Uh, I didn't even ask at that point. I, I forgot to ask. <laughs> he did a review on iTunes. It was awesome. Uh, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna call a friend in a little bit, Sam Tripoli, or as my little boy calls him, Sam Tripoli, because my son sometimes only reads things and, and doesn't know how it's pronounced. You know, how kids are Sam Tripoli. Um, I'm gonna call Sam. Sam is awesome. Okay, big shout out to Zimmer Andronigian, Lee Meyerhofer, always there with the reviews, man. This guy's awesome. Sharing those YouTube links, putting. Putting up comments on YouTube. I couldn't ask for anything more. Reggie Cepeda. Reggie is the man, dude. Reggie is awesome. 
We went to elementary school together. We reunited. This guy is a positive energy. I love it, man. So good. And he, and he, and he uh, shared the YouTube links and leaves comments on YouTube. I love it. Rami Valencia. Rami, you're the man. Luis Ramirez, the best. Um, I know I'm leaving some people out. We'll get you guys next time. What do you say I call Sam Tripoli right here, right now? Let's see what's happening. I'm going to go live. I know I should probably, like, like, learn how to, like, do it a different way, but screw it, man. Let's just do it. Let's just call Sam. Okay. Let's just try it. I'm putting that there. I'm going live with Bluetooth. I hope that works. I hope, oh, I might have screwed up. Sam, my man, what's up? I think I did this right. I don't know if I did or not. We're trying right now. Battery high. Connected to. Let's see if it works. Yes, I think it's going to work. G955U and iPod Touch. Oh, gosh. Sam, are you there? Okay. Yeah, this is. Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh I don't know why it's not working. Hello. Hello. Okay, you I got the mic up to the phone, but Battery. I'm trying to get you Hi. through the Okay, now it's going to work. Yes. I can't touch. Oh, this is good. No, no, I got it right now. I got it right now. Okay. Can you speak up just a little bit? I can. Yes. Hi. Hi. How are you? Oh, good. I'm, okay, this is perfect, dude. You're the man. I figured this out. I'm running. Okay. What I'm, I'm holding the microphone right up to my blues, my my Bose Bluetooth speaker. Oh, perfect. Shout out Bose. <laughs> dude, can I just say thank you to Sam Tripoli? Sam, you've been in the game for a long time, dude. Thanks for giving giving me a little bit of your time. But most of all, the inspiration you give me when we're not doing this podcast, when we're not like doing stuff online like I, I go to you for advice and inspiration man how, how how many podcast episodes do you think you've put out there in the world uh i probably i just celebrated a hundred on my uh tempo hat i probably did uh we're probably almost up to 400 on punch drunk then you could probably add another about 200 to 300 hope maybe on like uh um the naughty show so yeah dude so you're we're man close to a thousand. that's incredible and not even counting your appearances on on all these other big time podcasts that you've done that's incredible yeah, i've done a lot i've been on a lot of uh podcasts i a lot of people go hey you podcast too much dude you put out it's too much it's too much i go well if i wasn't gonna do that i'd just be talking to myself so <laughs> i do it anyway that's awesome <laughs> Dude, thank you for having me on the on the Armenian fundraisers every show, man. You're every time you do it, you guys, man. That's that's incredible. Thank you for you got a good heart. You call it your karma shows, right? Yeah, they're my good karma shows for all the shady weird shit I get into. <laughs> I love it, man. Dude, that was cool. We were at the comedy store the other night, and we and and uh, we got pictures of Bruce Buffer. Yeah, dude, Bruce Buffer's a G, dude. People don't realize what kind of. Uh amazing energy he brings to the octagon it's the pre-fight show that you really don't get to see until you're um unless you're there live we got some hair braiding in the parking lot i like it i like it hair, where hair are you braiding in the parking lot at the, at the sycamore tavern <laughs> with the fuck with this car excuse me i know this is a christian podcast with yeah. this burnt out caddy someone just left a burnout caddy at this comedy in this parking lot. So weird. And people are hair braiding their hair in, in the parking lot? Yeah, these 
these three cholas. <laughs> dude, I, I love cholas. Dude, you're, you, I live in, you know, I, I, I'm more of like a valley guy. I like Burbank. I, uh, the other night I was leaving the comedy store and I was going to get a taco on Santa Monica Boulevard. And I pulled into the parking lot of this, like this shady ass 7-Eleven taco stand area. And uh, I just saw too many freaks, and I got the heck out of there and went straight back to the valley. <laughs> I like the weirdness, dude. I go into the weirdness. You That's do, what I like. You do, man. Uh, gosh. Like... I, like it. I like it. I like it on the weird side. So I like to go out there. Like, when I play San Francisco, I don't want the tenderloin where all the weirdos are. Yeah. It's so expensive. How can you be, like, a street hooker in San Francisco? <laughs> I like, I know. It's so expensive. Do you... What do you think the the street hookers are charging these days? I don't know. I think to be homeless, you gotta make a hundred k. Damn. Oh, I know. San Francisco. Oh, I see what you're saying. San Francisco. Yeah, to be a hooker in San Francisco on the street, it's like, are you kidding me? It's like, yeah. They should just go over the yeah. Go go across the bridge and go go turn tricks and Concord or something. Pleasanton. Yeah, it's so weird. Keep going to Stockton. Actually, they do. They do go to Stockton. Dude, seventy dollars like a day to like park. It's crazy. Dude, one time I was in Boston, all right, and we were we were near a comedy club. It might have been Nick's, and uh, I think there's an area there called the War Zone or, or Combat City or something like that. It's really like, it's very shady. And I was like, 23, and and I don't even know if this is street smarts or not, but I did not want to walk on the sidewalk, so I ended up at one scary ass part, just walking in the middle of the street on the double yellow line because I figured it'd be safer than being in those dark alleys. Fight or flight, dude. Fight or flight. I know. Dude, do you have any advice for people if they end up being in a shady area and they want to get the heck out of there? What do they got to do? Yeah, out crazy everybody. Okay. <laughs> First of all, don't stop for stop signs. Keep rolling in. And if you're in a situation where outside, just be the craziest one fucking there. <laughs> just start yeah. screaming about, like, Napoleon, you know, and Real- aliens. But aren't you going to draw attention to yourself and then they're going to be like, look at this crazy motherfucker. Well, I'm just saying if you're in a situation where they're going nuts on you. Oh, yeah, where it's really nuts. Yeah. the fuck's up home? And you're like, you just got to go, motherfucker, the the bullet dynamite and just be weird. And be (laughs) like, aliens. And just start being crazier than they are. Dude, I did a TV taping in Atlanta, okay? And we had to go to this shady-ass area to get back to the hotel. And I was walking with, I want to say it was G-Thang. And G was like, dude, whenever you got to run in place, uh, walk in places like this, he goes, keep one hand in your pocket, like under your shirt. That way they think you may pull out a weapon and they won't fuck with you. Yeah, dude. Well, you're a white guy. They're not going to fuck with you, don't you know? If a white guy gets killed, cops come. Oh, shit. I, I, it's weird too, because I'm I, I'm looking like a different white guy these days than I used to look. Before I think I looked more red hair nerd, you know, whatever. Not that I don't look like a nerd now, but like I don't have that that red hair, you know, Richie yeah. Cunningham look anymore. You look like uh, the guy who owns Amazon's cousin. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's funny depending on you know like who sees me. Some people are like, yeah, you look like Jeff Ross or you look like uh, Bruce Willis. I'm like, I like the Bruce Willis reference. I'm like, yeah. 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 Well, yeah. Sh- shave heads in. Everybody can thank Michael Jordan for that. I know. He literally made being bald cool. Do you know what they found? I think, did you tell me this? That they found out that muscle magazines sell more ads when the guy is bald than when the guy has hair. Wow. That's interesting. Dude, Who that's... knows what that's about? <laughs> I know. I'm curious to see what my podcast listeners are. If they're bald or have hair, who knows? What if I only have bald fans? That'd be weird. 
That's cool. That'd be cool. Yeah. Then you get all the bald, the bald like uh, sponsorships, like <laughs> head shavers. You That's know, true. Uh, 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 sun lotion. So your hat doesn't fry. That's right. You know what? You've Hats, got you've got such a business mind. Toupees, you, you dude. Got, dude, you got you a bit. Always getting the toupees. I, I see. What do you? What do you? Man, I see on the. You never know where your career is going to lead to. Sam, you, you're you, you're good at this, man. You, you you're the one that whenever I get down, I'm like, this guy knows how to do it. You're, you're like, no, put your stuff on YouTube, pimp out your YouTube channel, make your thumbnails clickable, and I did that, and it's actually working, man. Most people don't listen to you, but I'm or not you, but you know, when people get advice, they they they're like, yeah, yeah. I should do that i'm like no i'm gonna do it man i'm gonna listen to sam and it's it's working dude i'm getting more views dude, more subscribers i appreciate you know. the kind words and i'm glad you're doing it not everybody does there are people who have done it like i uh, feel vaughn dude i'm like start a youtube page and his pay his, i mean like i'm not saying he's obviously super funny yeah but he's been able to find a way to to um corral that talent into something that is uh I mean, now he's starting to sell out theaters, dude. If you just put out something every, like, couple days on YouTube, you'll train. People want to see uh, pe- you train people to be to, to have you in their life. That's and it's true. Very, and so you just you figure out who is your who is your audience? What is your demographic? And you find out how to mind how to mind those people. And that's what starts going really yeah. well. Um. On today's episode, I got a, a guy who was great, man. He has this idea. His name is Gilbert Esquivel. He does Facebook Live six nights a week. I don't know if you know. Do you know Gilbert Esquivel? No, I don't. But, hey, dude, that's really smart. Dude, let I me just – Yeah. Oh, oh. I don't trust yeah. Facebook to be around that I know. Much, I don't either. Long. I don't either. He. But the thing is I, what's good about him is, like, like his audience, they know how to – they're, like, they know how to find it. And, dude, I'm telling you right now – this guy gets between fifty and sixty thousand views every night when he does this thing. Gary Cannon. Oh man, he's got to train people. Yeah. And the more you put out, the more they like it. Yeah. And it's just like I'm telling you, man. Everybody hates YouTube stars, but they don't go. They don't think, hey, man, these guys are talented, freckless knuckleheads. Yeah. You know, if they're doing that, why can't I do it? I know. If I'm talent, I just have to work it. Do you, um. On on this, we did a we did a podcast and we did a video, uh, Gilbert and I, and, and he has that show. It's a half hour show, I love it. It's called Lunchbox, and you have lunch and you talk about boxing and UFC. It's great. I I like that concept, and we did it. And I I didn't realize how much I knew about boxing until I started talking with him. And you realize it's not like I had to fill a half hour by myself. But what were you telling me last night at the parking at the comedy store in the parking lot about boxing, how it's coming up now, and UFC and well, what happened was that the UFC got really hot. It was the new cute girl on the block, and everybody flocked to UFC, and everybody forgot about boxing because, you know, Floyd Mayweather and yeah. Don King had left a really bad taste in everybody's mouth. So people started leaving boxing and started running to UFC because it was wild, wild west. It was crazy. And uh, people loved the personalities, and the, the fights were happening. We were starting to see the fights they were making fights. They want we wanted to see the fights, okay? Yeah. So then boxing, which started to face this this national growing sentiment of it was going to eventually disappear. That nobody was caring, not disappear, but nobody cared about it. Uh, you know, interest was waning. So they just started, so this thing happened called 
I felt like a premier boxing championship. It was their attempt. Yeah. It was their attempt at um, uh, doing the UFC, but with boxing, where it was like all these names under one group. And uh, I don't know if it's still going, but the guy did a lot of like he he kind of started making people fight each other, and like people got interested. So then you know, pr- public pressure started. You know, having like um, Andre Ward fight uh, Kovalev, and we started seeing um, the redheaded Mexican versus Canelo uh, Alvarez. Yeah, you know, and how big like Pacquiao versus Mayweather got, and boxing started going. Oh wow, there's a there's a lot of money in making fights, and this this there's this notion in combat sports that if you take a loss, your career goes. And I I kind of got shit for this after. Mayweather lost, uh, 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 not Mayweather, but McGregor lost to Diaz. And I go, it's not about wins and losses. Obviously, you don't want someone to have a ton of losses, but it's more about wars. All the great boxers yeah. have losses, but they had wars. Yep. They had these amazing trilogies with these fight, these other fighters that define them. You know, and uh, if 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 uh, McGregor can come back and and fight Diaz and win, that becomes such a trilogy. That sure should happen, and it, it helped his legend grow. And uh, so boxing learned that. So boxing now is thriving, and the UFC is struggling because I kind of talked about this before, that I feel there's a really sub- uh, subconscious thing going on here with the uh, UFC and with uh, the NFL in that – we are a nation of workers. We are most 99% of us are employees of somebody. Uh, and we do not like getting shafted by our employer. And when we see workers, especially when there's a lot of money getting shafted and that the people can't even do the gig are making all the money. That's when we get, uh, I think we get turned off subconsciously and we stop on the watch. 100%. And, uh, I think that's yes. happened to the, uh, UFC, and I think that's happening to the NFL. So true. Sam, thanks for calling in, man. I'll, I'll get you on longer next time. You're the man. Thank you so much. Well, Darren Carter, I think you're a wonderful person. I love your comedy. I always enjoy working and having conversations with you, and I'm really happy that you're doing this, and I think with your hard work and your dedication and your talent, uh, good things are coming. You're the man. Sam, have a great day, and we'll talk soon. Thank you. Take care, homeboy. Okay, buddy. Bye. Call ended. Dude, that was cool. Did you see that? Wow. Okay, now listen. The whole podcast is not going to be a phone call. The next one is going to be live. I'm sitting there with Gilbert Esquivel, and it gets deep, man. This guy is a former gangbanger who changed his life. He had an epiphany. He knew shit wasn't going to go right if he kept going down that road. We get into it. We're going to dive deep. And I want to thank you guys again for listening, for supporting, and for sharing what we're doing here. All right? Pocket party. Darren Carter, party starter. All right, love you guys. So what do you do? You, you hold the mic right there? You hold it like this, but the figure of thumb. Yeah. Away from the... Oh, I like that. Yeah, so that's, I mean, the distance, you know what I mean? That's good. That's a safe. So like as you hold your hands right here and you just do yeah. this. Perfect. I like that. That's It's funny because as a comic, you know, you, you think, you, you know, you have good mic technique, but when it came to podcasting, I noticed, like, even if I just pull the mic back like this far, which seems natural, but then I li- when I listen to the one with John Reap, 
the guy was like right in here just like this he's like oh yeah man mm. this is the alpha male i'm the host and you're the co-host and i'm uh, like oh, i like that that's good yeah but if you get a good mic mics good mics will yeah. pick all that up that's the difference between a sure mic which yeah. is the most that's expensive what, that's, one. What, that's what these are sure 58s. these are fine these, these yeah. pick up these pick up everything bro. so good it's this a great is, mic <laughs> dude, you know you can go like this this is all but you're right when you start moving away yeah, but, yeah although i found a night and i did a, a podcast with a guy who was a great radio host and he kept, when he would laugh, he would pull his, his, his face away. He'd go, <laughs> and I used to be like, why is he doing that? It sounds like I'm bombing. But when I listened back, it sounded better. Mm -hmm. Because when you laugh, you're going to go, you're going to redline it into the mic. But uh, yeah, you're not even supposed to breathe into the mic. When, when radio, when I used to do yeah. radio, you had to turn around to cough. Anything you had to do, because it would, boom, it would pick it up. If you cough into the mic. Yes. Or if you clear your throat. And all that, you go, <clears> throat> if you're throat> wondering who that voice is, ladies and gentlemen, that's right. It's Gilbert Esquivel. My guest today. You guys have heard him before on the podcast, and, and I just did not like the sound quality. So I said, you know what? Let me break out my recorder, my microphones, and let's do it. Because we've heard Gilbert, and Gilbert people said they love the conversation, but a few people were like, I couldn't hear you guys good. One guy was soft, one guy was loud. I'm like, we're going to solve that today. Those people are just picky, man. <laughs> I'm serious. We get people all, on my yeah. show, we get yeah. people all the time. Hold on, let me practice what I preach. Hold on. <laughs> God bless you. <laughs> I just yeah. See that? Yeah. Professional, eh? That's right. Too much information. <laughs> it's going to get ugly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's going to be ugly. Tell them that story, bro. So they, yeah. they, they're, they're like, they have no reference to what I, I just said. So I just did uh, Gilbert's show. Tell, your, tell them, uh, by the way, you guys are listening, of course, to the Pocket Party Podcast. You want to do me a huge favor, please? The more reviews and, and, and stars I get on iTunes, that's how I get on the charts. So... It doesn't cost you guys a dime. Literally, just go to iTunes. It'll take less than a minute. Five stars. Hey, I love the Pocket Party podcast. Whatever you want to say. Great podcast. This is whatever you want to say. Hopefully positive. And it'll help It'll help boost my podcast up. So so please do that. And we're recording here live at my sponsor, the Thai Room in Burbank. Tell me you want the Darren Carter friend special, and they will hook it up. All right. So, Gilbert, what is the show that we just did? He has so, so many shows. It's called The Lunchbox. And I go around different places in L.A. that have great food or that someone claims has great food. And we yeah. go, try it out. We have lunch. And we talk boxing and UFC. So it's called the Lunch Box. That's and great. so we had, you told me about this place. I go, well, let me go see what it's all about. I came out here and I ordered their veg vegetable chow mein. Oh, my goodness. It was the bomb. It was so tasty. And it was, it had a sweet taste to it. Yeah, and then the hot sauce I put on it oh, wasn't yeah. too hot. It was just tasty. They were Johnny on the spot. You go, can I get some? Oh yeah, we'll be right back. Boom, they get boom. They got oh, you right they there. They treat you like a king. <sighs> they treat do. Is like this cool? We have our own room here. We yeah. literally have our own room. This little side room here at the Thai room. I feel like I got kicked out of my wife. My wife kicked me out. I had to go and live back with mom. And yeah. all she had left was a storage room. <laughs> yeah. No, it's cool. It's like the, it's a cool little room. We just turned it into a. More space. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's green. It has like Thai statues and decorations. And now, this bamboo. is a real green room. It's a literally a green room. There's an air conditioner if we need to turn the AC on. It's iguana green. Iguana green, yeah. <laughs> we were on the patio doing our, our thing earlier. And, you know, that's Burbank. Two beautiful models walked in and they're like, I don't know if they're on camera or not, but when we did the no, show, they, but weren't. They, they were in the background. And I'm like, like man, that's just extras. When One walked you know, by on camera, she? but she, I said on the sidewalk, oh. but she came behind the camera. Oh. But yeah. It's funny because I don't notice that until I have a friend that comes from out of town. We'll be having coffee somewhere. And he's like, man, there are so many beautiful women. And, and, and I'm like, yeah, they're probably on in between auditions. They're probably like, let me grab a quick you know, bite to eat or a drink or something. And then 
you know. I would never want to hook up with an actress, a little, a little aspiring actress, especially. Mm. Never, ever, ever, ever. Let me tell you why. And if you're an actress out here, if you don't admit this, then you're lying to yourself. You're not lying to me. You're lying to yourself. Because I'm speaking as myself. It's going to get ugly. <laughs> it's going to get ugly. No, because, <laughs> no, because actors are the same way. Got, the guys yeah. are the same way. Yeah. So I'm speaking as yeah. an actor. See, a lot of these girls, they're little starlets. All their life, they've been told how beautiful they are. Or yeah. they're either the queen at school or the, the hot chick at class or whatever. Yes. Or for whatever reason, they love the attention. And they want more and more and more. So they want to be famous so they can get the adoration in the, uh, of the people. And they want the riches as well, okay? Who doesn't want it? But what you don't understand, when a woman is chasing that, everything is secondary. Her kids, her husband, everything. She will put it all, kick it to the curb to a, for a part in a movie. If you don't believe that, go to CNN and rewind and watch the Harvey Weinstein st- Weinstein yeah. story. Because I guarantee you, yeah. he, he is guilty of that stuff. But I can almost promise you is because he, he, it was so easy for him. And that's why Mike Tyson got in trouble, if you remember. Yeah. Mike Tyson used to be so used to hearing yeses that the no's no longer mattered. Mm. And that's the same thing with this big shot producer. A lot of those women did what they did because they were trying to get in his good graces. Yep. Right? Now, not all of them. I'm just saying because yeah. I guarantee you he did that. He's guilty of a lot of that stuff he did. But I promise you a lot of that stuff, These well, some of these women are just jumping on the money bandwagon. That's all that yeah. is. Yeah. And, and I know it, not all women are like that. They're not. I'm right. talking about these little starlets that are chasing that bright lights, big city thing. Yeah. Blinded by the lights. You ever heard that Jimmy Reed song, Bright Lights, Big City, yeah. Gone to My Baby's Head? Oh, yes. Uh, it happens even to the men. Sylvester Stallone. Absolutely. Oh. <laughs> I was out on the golf course with uh, Harvey Weinstein. Uh, I'm not going to get into detail, but uh, let's just say there was more than 18 holes played that day. <laughs> uh, what, what the hell? That was weird. <laughs> hey, it's closing, huh? Yo, yo, yo. I don't know what you're about to say. It but was uh, actually yeah. too fast for oh. him. He's usually slower. <laughs> did you know he, he did that? Um, you know how he did that? How he did what? He changed his diet. How he did what? Got all ripped When like he that? did Rocky. Love Rocky. He had to yeah. dumb himself up. He said, I had to slow my brain down, so I oh. ate a lot of meat. Oh. A lot of meat because what meat takes a lot of energy to digest, Absolutely. and it so it pulls from your, your from your brain. So if you ever want brain food, you got fish and vegetables and, and blueberries. Those are, blueberries are brain food. Everybody knows that. Well, he ate he ate dumb for to play Rocky, and wow. then when he played Oscar, remember the movie Oscar that flopped? Yes. He ate brain food. He ate <laughs> a lot of fish and a lot of wow. vegetables because he had to be more intelligent. Wow. Yeah, I read that in his book. That's interesting. Yeah. And you you had a vegetarian meal today. You must be really super smart right now. No, it's not even that. Lately, oh, yeah. Lately, I have really I've that's all I want to eat. I want to. I don't try to. Yeah. I just I got used to eating healthier little by little yep. that now yep. I crave vegetables and fruits and it's the best. oatmeals and the things that are easy on your stomach. Yeah. It's true cuz right now you have energy like sometimes when you have like a lot of pizza or a big meal you know, an hour later, you just want to take a nap. You know, it's like if you look at it like, you know, when you put a bunch of heavy beach towels in a dish in a, in a dishwasher in, a, in the washing machine or the dryer, it's like boom, 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 or some heavy shoes, boom, boom. But, but imagine you took little dainty little washcloths, and that's what like 
vegetables is in fruit. It's easy for the machine to work. That's what your stomach is like right now. Oh. You know, when you eat something really light, it's, it gives you energy, but then you, you keep moving. Like when I eat really light, small meals throughout the day, I have tons of energy. Um, yesterday, I got to be honest, it's Father's Day. I had pizza, a lot of pizza. Mm-hmm. And then, so when I woke up, even though I went to the gym and worked out, I came back and I was like, well, there's those four pieces left. So I had a salad <laughs> and the pieces. And and next thing you know, I'm, I'm, I'm on the couch. You know, I'm taking a nap. I had my son sing... Uh, Sing some songs to me, and he was hilarious because he's ten and he's playing the piano. He's like, "Rock, goodbye, daddy." Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was, and he wow. starts using the evil voice. Daddy, <laughs> rock, goodbye. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. A little Austin, little Austin. He does, I got to meet him, man. He does his voices. Oh, he's so cool. I've got to meet him. He looks. I, I thought he was cool years ago yeah, when you put yeah. a little video. I go, he is so yeah, cool you did already. Say that. I know. I go, he is cool already. By got the it. way, he listens to those. He listens to my own my podcast. I didn't even ask him to, but he's been. Yeah, he 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 uh, is hilarious, dude. Really? He, yes, because you know what? I was. They went up. To, um, okay, it was beautiful. Like his cousins. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They live in Glendale. Well, they went up to the farm. My wife grew up on a farm. So they went up to the farm near Fresno. And uh, so it was my wife and uh, sister-in-law and the, my son, the cousins and you know, big family. Get, but I had gigs to do. So I was here. They only went for like three or four days. But um, he's like, uh, Dad, I listened to your podcast. I, I listened to episode one and now I'm on episode two. So he's, he's, he knows you. He knows you. Wow. Yeah, you're on episode two. And then later on, my wife goes, cause she goes, I thought this was so sweet. She goes, I asked Austin, do you like listening to Dad, Daddy's podcast? He goes, yes, because it makes me feel like I'm on adventures with him. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's cool, huh? That is great. That is so cool. I mean, Little, when, you, when your own children are into what you're into, that's, yeah. that's a special thing. Because it kids is. are not into what their parents are into. Not all the time, I know. It's you like, know, my kids sure ain't. <laughs> no, my, my daughters yeah, don't yeah. think I'm funny. Real well, come on. Yeah, no, I'm they, serious. My really? little one doesn't think I'm funny at How all. How old is the little one? And she's a great. She's 
She's she's a baby still. She's, oh, okay, she's only twenty three. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she don't know any yet. She don't know any better. Well, yeah. No. I wonder if no. it's the human. She's into that. Yeah, no, yeah. she's into the young. Those little. Uh, 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 what's it? Aziz Azari and. Oh yeah. Those yeah, uh, yeah. D- uh, Demetrius. Yeah. Those yeah. little young guys. Yeah. Because they talk about stuff that those young right, kids can right. relate. I talk about old cholo stuff, getting yeah. high on Sherm and PCP. <laughs> 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 that's all I got to talk about when I was yeah. a kid. <laughs> that, I know. Thank God your daughter's unrelated. You know, can't relate to that. You I know. know imagine, yeah. imagine if she was like, "That's right, Dad. Tie me off so I can do some heroin." Oh, you, know, you, you check this out. When they were in elementary, yeah. One time we were talking, and I said something about the male part. Yeah. And they were like, "Oh, Dad, stop, Dad." They got all like <laughs> weirded out. Yeah. And I said, "Oh, knock it off. You know, you've heard worse than that." And they go, "Now nah, we have." I go, "Okay." I'm going to give you guys a hall pass, sort of pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> you can say anything you want. Yeah. Any, any word you want to describe the man's part. Yeah. And, and, and you won't get in trouble. And they started giggling. Really, Dad? Really? Go, yes. Dude, they started saying names that they call it now that I had no idea they called it. And I was like, what? They call it that? And they go, yeah. I go, see. You guys know more about this than I do. Stop acting innocent. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, like nowadays, I, I, uh, I it's funny when he le- he first learned to uh, to curse words. Like like he was looking. He used to. He loves music. He plays piano and he sings. Mm. And he would look up like even back in the day. Like he would, you know, uh, look on iTunes like names of songs and do his little research. Like where you know on the, where's it, where is it at on the chart? Who sings this song and. Blah, blah, blah. And by the way, I remember one time he made a little joke. We go, how was lunch today at school? He goes, it was great. That's how you know he listens to or is into music a lot. He's like, I had a turkey sandwich featuring chips. (laughs) (laughs) Featuring chips. Featuring chips. Yeah, it lasted three minutes and 12 seconds. But uh, (laughs) no, he used to watch iTunes. He would look at iTunes. And um, and one day he was playing video games. And uh, and, and I, know, I know he learned this from iTunes, like learning the clean version. You know, they have the clean version of the songs. Okay. He got frustrated and he goes, ah, what the F star star K? <laughs> <laughs> and my <laughs> wife and I were like, oh. That is, he, is hilarious. Because he only read it. He had, you know, what the F star star K. Oh, that's you know, hilarious. My buddy Sam Tripoli, he's only read Sam Tripoli's name online. So he, he called him Sam Tripoli. <laughs> that would be a great name for a song. What's what that? the F star star K? Because it's 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 acceptable. Yeah, yeah. And people know exactly what you're doing. What and just put a beat to that. Here, I'll do it. Let's see what you can come up with. Here we go. You want a slow, fast, or medium? Know. However, yeah. whatever you do, I got to be able to do it. What the F star star K? What the F? Star Star K. That is what they don't want me to say. Something <laughs> like that. Anyway, well, let's do it all day. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Hey. Boom, boom, boom. What's the boom? What the F? Star Star, Star K. Biatch. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you could mess with that. Throw the Snoop Dogg. Yeah, what the F? Star Star K. That was pretty what, good. What <laughs> the F star star K? Imagine having a bunch of people to be. Oh, yeah. What the F star star K? What the F 
Star Star K. K. And all you do is rap about things you're going through. Star Star K. I came home late. My girl wasn't there. At first I thought I didn't care. But then I found her underwear on my bed and under there was a dude's pair of shorts I didn't know where. Star Star K. What the F? Star Star K. What the K. We might have a hit now. You know what, though? I messed up on that first take. If you listen close, it was supposed to go, what the F? Star Star K. And I ended up saying, what the K, K, K. <laughs> what the K, K, K. Like, hey, don't they go, what the F with the K, K, K. What the <laughs> People are like, why won't this record sell? <laughs> and why is it only, what are they selling? Yeah. Okay, you can buy the new CD from, and their new at Kmart yeah. and their white special, their white yeah. linen special. Yeah. Oh, my God. So how many children do you have? I have two. I have two. twins. And one of them's mine. <laughs> just one the other one i don't know who the See, daddy is i did not have my meat so i got that joke if you had too much meat you're like have you ever tell that told that joke and, and had the audience not really quite get it every time <laughs> nobody's ever getting that joke no i have twins one of them isn't mine no one of them is mine only one of them is mine that's <laughs> hilarious oh man i got a bunch hey, you of glossed them. over something real quick i don't know if you want to get into it on this podcast but uh, you said something about sherm and what was the other thing about your your younger life or something well you know back yeah. in the back in the yeah. days you know, they always had these different drugs that would right. always be interesting. There yeah. was there's so many drugs that are like obsolete now. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't yeah. that something? Drugs are like fads; they come and go. <laughs> but yeah. back in the days, I guess uh, nowadays the modern drug is meth. Yeah. Right. Well, back then it was uh, PCP. Angel dust and all that stuff. Yeah. Well, right? angel dust. Yeah. What it was is PCP was a juice that they would a combination of elephant tranquilizer. And embalming fluid. Wow. And they would mix them together and they would create this concoction that would make you feel a certain high. Wow. And it was really big back in the day. And a lot of people lost their minds behind it. How do they even get embalming fluid? Where do you buy that from? I have no idea. I have no idea. And and they mix other stuff into it. But I I want to ask you. And what they do, though, they spray it on, on mint leaves. Yeah. And they crush them up. And wow. then they and they spray and then they roll it up. That's called angel dust. When they spray it on mint, yeah. yeah. When they spray it on crushed mint leaves, it's called angel dust. But when the other one's called sherm or super cool. So what they wow. do is they get a Sherman cigarette, which is a brown cigarette, yeah. or a, a super cool, or cool cigarette, yeah. and they dip it in the juice. And then they dip it back, and it goes all the way down. And now the whole cigarette is in chemical. And you let it dry, and you smoke it, and it just does something to your brain. It takes you, and next thing you know, you think you're this, and you're invincible, and you can fly, and all kinds of weird stuff. Yeah, because a lot of times when the cops are trying to take a guy down, they go, he must be on PCP or angel dust. Superhuman strength. It gives you, I got in a fight with a guy one time on PCP. You were on PCP or he was? He was. He was. Yeah. Oh, shit. And uh, at this time, he was. Yeah. I wish I had been with him, but if I had been, we wouldn't have been fighting. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. They're both on PCP. Only one. Yeah, one guy's on PCP. And we got in a fight because he was high and I wasn't. And I got mad. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no. Like, well, why'd you hog all the shit, man? No, we got in a fight because he disrespected a girl that I was trying to get with. Oh, what the F, Star Star K? Yeah, that's what I said. What the F, Star Star K? I know you're high, but I'm going to beat you up anyway. <laughs> but anyways, I thought yeah, so, I could. And he yeah. grabbed me by my ankles. And dude, he squeezed it. I couldn't. I'm like, whoa, this dude. I couldn't get my ankles out of his grasp, wow. man. And you were like trying to kick and move around. And I couldn't kick him. But anyway, he was wow. very strong. But yeah, you, you get you get this supernatural strength. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Tell us about Gilbert Esquivel. No, we know you're. We know you've done so many things with your life. Now you're super positive, man. You're doing like this daily show on Facebook, and 50, 50 60 thousand people are watching it. And that, who knows who's going to go? How many views you're going to get as people go back and look 
a month from now, two months, six months. Oh, I know, you man. Know? It's great. You're really connecting with the people, man. Yeah. And right now, as you hear this podcast, tell us the time that you do it. You start. Well, I do uh, nightly from 9 a.m. Excuse me, 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Okay. Monday, excuse me, Sunday through Friday. I take Saturdays off. That's incredible. Six nights a week. But it's it's relaxing to me. People say, why do you work? I go, no, this is my relaxation. It looks fun. What I do is I drink coffee at night with people who can't sleep. Yeah. And a lot of those people that can't sleep are not they they can't sleep for various reasons. Some yeah. are in pain physically, some are in pain emotionally. Yeah. Some of them had their spouses leave them, some of them lost a loved one recently, died. Mm. And you got some people that are caretakers who don't leave the room because they're there taking care of someone who's sick. Yeah. So what I do is I spend time with them. I used to with drink coffee. I drink I have coffee with them at night and we just talk and I play music for them. Yeah. And I sing along and I dance for them. And people love the way I dance because I grew up dancing. Right. I'm a good dancer. I love it. And I don't even call it dance. I call it boogie. Yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah, I say yeah. gangsters don't dance. We boogie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Did you, how did you come to this life that you're now? Like, you, 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 you know, you, 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 you've done comedy at churches and prisons, and, and, but you still have your foot in the door. Like, you've taken me some gigs like, like Victory Outreach and, and these kind of shows where I'm like, wow, these guys look like they're like former gangbangers and stuff. Like, like how, how did you cross from did did you have like uh well let me, know, let, let me yeah, take you back yeah, all yeah, the yeah, way let me back, let me yeah. give you the bible yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the beginning <laughs> you know back in the day my mom and dad they hooked up on one of those you know little flings and yeah. she got pregnant mm. so being that he was a migrant worker from texas passing through ended up i was born in idaho they were working in the field so we ended up my mom had to go back to Texas. We lived with them, and he treated her like a little sex slave, pretty much, yeah. beating her, just slapping her around. They didn't really, you know, but that's the way it was. Yeah. He, he didn't know any better. He was 16 years old. What is he supposed to do? So anyways, um, so it was abusive, one of those kind of things where he would just beat her and get mm. her pregnant and beat her, and he would have women like nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? But she didn't know. She was pregnant. That's all she knew, and this is her man, and yep. he's lived, she's living with his mom and dad, and that's all. So she ended up having like five kids from him. He ended up, he was a heroin addict, ended up getting murdered by the age when I was nine years old. I didn't know him very well. I mean, I knew him, but I wasn't, I didn't, wasn't real close to him. So yeah. it didn't affect me had he been yeah. real close to me. So it still yeah. affected me. So anyways, ended up, uh, I was raised by a single mother who was still growing up herself. In so Texas? She, no, we lived all over Michigan, oh. Florida. We We're, were migrant workers. Yeah. So we started traveling the country, working in the fields, you know, picking crops and fruits and vegetables all that we did all that we were the we were the field workers those mm. migrant workers so we traveled all over the country had board i have brothers born in florida michigan uh we were a sister born in northern california southern california oh my gosh yeah my brother rudy was born in McAllen, texas i was born in idaho <laughs> wow. and then uh, yeah and wow. then yeah so and then were we, you the we, first one born or? i was the first one born yeah. i was the oldest so i was that, basically thank god they stayed together in a sense that you have siblings you know well, that's what my mom yeah. made sure we did that. That's great. And I became the father of the family. So yeah. pretty much I was the dad. Yeah. And anyway, so, you know, my mom's growing and she's yeah. learning, making major mistakes. Mm-hmm. And we're suffering, not suffering, but paying those consequences. Yeah. So it, it affected me. It messed me up. Okay. So yeah. ended up getting involved in gangs when we moved to L.A. Yeah. Ended up getting involved in gangs. Where'd you live in L.A.? Oh, Pacoima. Pacoima. 
And yeah. so being that it was a scary place, I needed to affiliate myself with yeah. someone because I had nobody to back me up and people yeah. would mess with you, you know, and you could beat them up. Yeah. I used to love to fight. But in over here, I noticed that in Michigan, you would fight. It was one on one. Yeah. Over here, it wasn't one on one. You fought somebody, you had to fight all his friends at the same time. They'd mm -hmm. jump you. So I wasn't used to that. So I ended up having to get my own group of friends what happened to be a gang. And I went down in an already existing gang, an already existing yeah. gang. And yeah. this gang was a pretty uh, they were a pretty bad gang, but not everybody in the gang is, but only a certain percentage of them. They call them the one percenters. Those are the ones that do the most damage. Mm. Those are the ones that cause the chaos and the, yeah. the blood and the gore. Yeah. See, And so those guys who became my crime partners and my those are my 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 friends. So. Even though I wasn't a one percenter, so, and yeah. I'm only using that term because that's what the bike clubs use, the bike yeah. gangs use yeah. that. Because yeah. the bike gangs are usually pretty good guys, they're all pretty good guys, yeah. but they got that one percent that does all the enforcing and all yeah. that. They give the gang the name. You that's, know an I mean? old, that's an old quote, yeah, about the bikers. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So I, I'm yeah. just using that terminology right. in this street, because we don't have yeah. that terminology. Wow, we, we didn't have that terminology yeah. in street yeah. gang. But so just so people can understand how it was. Same thing there, though. Most of the people in the gangs, they're just there for protection and for, you know, the, the, but those ones that are serious about the gang, they're the ones that go shooting, killing people and, yeah, yeah, yeah and doing, you know, robberies and crimes and really hurt. Those are the ones. Well, those are the guys that I hung out with. And the really bad guys? There was or two or the crews. regular bad guys? They're really bad guys. Oh, shit. So there was two different crews. The, two, the first crew was the older guys. Mm. They were the older guys. And the other crew with the guys my age. Well, the two other older guys, both of them are dead. One was killed robbing an off-duty cop, and the other one was assassinated in his home. Wow. The other two, um, in 1979, at the age of 16, they they uh, pretty much they went on their own. It used to be us three, but I had to, I was a fugitive, and I had to leave the state. Mm. Well, when I left the state, I went back to Idaho. But when I left, these guys went out on a, and did a uh, robbery themselves, and everything went wrong. Ended up, somebody lost their life. They got life without the possibility of parole. They were tried as adults. Mm. Governor George Duke Majin passed a new law that youth will now be tried as adults for capital offenses, and which was this was a capital offense. Yeah. So they got life without the possibility of ever getting out. So meanwhile, in Idaho, I was over there and I was doing my same. I was committing crimes over there. Finally, one day, uh, because that's where, my, where I was born. I told you my mom and dad yeah. met in this little town. Yeah. And that's where I was conceived. And that's where I was born. Well, my mom told me we were at a corner where the, the post office is. Yeah. And my mom said, your dad used to stand right there in that corner with his hands in his pocket and headband on. In his T-shirt, you know, al, al Pachuco. Yeah, Pachuco style, right? Yeah, and yeah. leaning back and checking out the cars. And I yeah. go, oh, okay. Well, one night I was going to the bars because there's like six bars in this little tiny town. They're all next yeah. to each other. <laughs> so I had to cross the street and there was traffic. So I waited yeah. for the traffic. And I had my headband on and my T-shirt and my baggy, you know, pants. This is back in the 70s or so This was 1980. 1979, I'm sorry, 1979. Summer of 1979. So... I have my hands in my pockets and I'm leaning back, checking out the cars, waiting for I'm waiting for the cars to hurry up and leave so yeah. I can cross the street. Yeah. And this voice told me it was a loud thought, so yeah. loud that it sounded like a voice. Yeah. When I say a voice told me, it's a loud thought. It's a loud thought. Yeah. So it said, "Look at you. Look where you're standing." And I turned around and I was right in front of that post office on the same corner that my mom told me my dad used to stand wow. at. And I was, and he goes, "You're standing in the same place your dad stood, and you were walking in the same footsteps that he did." And if you don't straighten out your life, you're going to end up just like him. 
And that scared the daylights out of me because my dad was murdered at the age when I was nine years old. And they never found his killers. And some little boy at Reese's told me, because I took the article when they found my dad's body to school for show and tell, and I read it for show and tell. Mm. So the little boy asked me, how old was your dad when he died? And I said, 25. And he says, that's how old you're going to be when you die. And I believed it. And I lived my whole, (laughs) all the way up till I turned 26. Yeah, I always wondered if that, and that always bugged me and bothered yeah. me. So, as humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, here I was on this corner, and I heard that voice, and so I just looked up. I just looked up, and I just raised my hands. I was like, well, then I need your help. That's all I could say. I didn't know why I looked up. Yeah. I just looked up, and I go, well, then I need your help, because I can't. I can't do this. I can't straighten out because I'm, I'm literally, I'm a criminal, man. Yeah. Hardcore criminal. You know what I mean? How old, how old were you at that time? I was, uh, now I had just turned 17. Oh, shit. And I was ready yeah. to turn 18. Oh, and, yeah. And that was part of it. See, because when I used to get in trouble as a juvenile, yeah. Yeah. I would get a slap on the wrist. Yep. So now if I were to commit the same crimes I did as a juvenile, I'm going to get five years and up. Yeah. You know? So... When I came back, my friends had already gotten arrested for what they did. I got back in school. I got into an acting class because I promised everybody in Idaho because I was taking a cashier's class. And I told them because the teacher was one of these positive uh, L. Ron Hubbard, power of the mind and Scientology. She was all into that. So she started teaching me about the power of the mind and how I could set goals and go for it. Don't let nobody tell you no. And so she motivated me to be in because I always wanted to be an actor. That was my dream. And I put it on pause because I was gangbanging was funner. Mm. And so (laughs) now I can act like a gangbanger if I want. (laughs) So anyway, I promised everybody there. I said, okay, I'm going to be an actor. I'm going to go after my dream. I'm going to be an actor. When I get back to L.A., I'm going to straighten out. And I promise you guys I'll never come back to Idaho until I made it as an actor. I told him that. So I come back to L.A. I get into acting school. I go back to school. I start dressing different. I didn't get arrested for a while until I finally did. But by the time they arrested me, I was now 18. Mm. And I was I was doing good for 18 months. Yeah. I didn't get arrested. So being that it was a juvenile warrant for all my juvenile crimes, I was facing three years. So when I had to go to juvenile court, I was a grown man going to juvenile court. Mm. 
So anyway, so I get to court. I'm ready to go do three years. And then uh, the judge said, um, all right, Mr. Escavel, I'm looking at your stuff here. He goes, I see you haven't been arrested in 18 months and a year and a half. He goes, that's pretty good. He goes, and I, and I also see you're back in school again. I go, yes, sir. He goes, and he goes, and I see here you're in acting school. I go, yeah. He goes, what's that about? I go, well, I've always wanted to be an actor. So I decided I'm just going to go for it. And he stops and he looks and he's like thinking. He goes, I'll tell you what, let's make a deal. And he goes, if I let you go, do you promise me if you ever make it as an actor, you'll come back and give me your autograph? I'm like, yes. He hit the gavel. He goes, case dismissed. He goes, wow. I'll see you. Something, he said something else. Yeah. And he let me go, man. And I was like, wow. And I've never seen yeah. him again. So I, I don't yeah. even know if he's alive or anything. So you, you know what's funny is who knows what he was thinking. But as an adult looking at that perspective, he probably saw that the it's like when a tree grows crooked. He, he saw you were going one way. And then, then something happened where now the tree is growing another way. Yeah. And we're going to like. I don't think Straight. he wanted to disturb that. Yeah, yeah. He's like, okay, he's trying to go to acting class. He's trying to do something other than he see. You know, he saw that you saw there was light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. If I follow this, and because the odds are of making it as an actor, who knows? But it's like he knew that you were putting one step in front of the other, and you were making a change in your life. Well, the eighteen months you I know. was gone. Those <laughs> remember, I was <laughs> I was gone. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And when I came back, I dressed so different that. Because I, I knew how the cops were. They would mess with us. So I yeah. opened my shirts because I used to button them up to my neck. Right. Like That's the cholo. The and I would yeah. open up, open the them bottom, up. Yeah, the yeah and I would wear yeah. zoot suit pants that were real baggy. So, and they were real sharp. They had the double pleats and everything. Well, I decided to tuck my shirt in and I opened the two buttons on top. Mm -hmm. And right back then, that was 1980. Yeah. Disco was, was hitting. Oh. So now I was instantly disco. So when the cops would see me with my friends, they wouldn't bother me. They would get yeah. them, but they would leave me alone because I was disco. Yeah. And so my friends would laugh at me. They would call me Disco K.I. That was my new nickname. So I had to prove myself <laughs> all over K. again. Disco K.I.? Yeah, K.I. They used to call me K.I.K.I. K. I. Yeah. That was my nickname. So, but what happened was, though, yeah. that now I'm walking around the projects yeah. and i'm in the streets real quick do you have a tattoo that says k-i-k-i -I? no it says gilbert because i've seen k-i-k-i -I somewhere maybe yeah k-i no there's kiki oh maybe Ki I saw kiki that. there's kiki yeah well they call me k-i which oh. was k-i-k-i -I. they call me they call me k-i the two letters k-i so aren't you, uh, real quick aren't you um, uh, don't forget that thought hold that thought whatever that was going to be but aren't you glad that we don't still have those nicknames that we had growing up like oh they still call me that I mean, I'm, I'll speak for myself. When I was going to be a rapper back in the Hades, when I when I was growing up, I was going to call myself because I had a bunch of red hair. I was mm -hmm. going to call myself the Carrot Top Kid, and it was KTK. I'm the Carrot Top Kid, uh. and then luckily I dropped it because when I got into comedy, there's already a Carrot Top. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, no, yeah, yeah. And besides, yeah, that, but even yeah. but even then, if one of your close old friends, where they would call you that, you wouldn't. Oh, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. That, that's all. There's the only people that call me that are my old friends. But I'm not, I'm not saying, like, for a stage name. I'm not, you know. I would, oh, no, no. That would be like a shaved baby carrot or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they called you K.I., and then you are about to tell a story. I, what was I saying? You told me to hold that thought. Damn it. What was that thought you were holding? I was holding it. <laughs> hey, I got twins. Only one of them's mine. <laughs> <laughs> no, but anyways, as yeah. I started a... Uh, um, after the the judge told me that, then I started getting into comedy. Uh, no, no, no. What happened? Uh, yeah, I started. You know, I just, yeah. I just. Must uh, have been something internal though that that said, okay, I need to like like that. You had, you know, you had that thought when you're in that street corner in Idaho. Yeah. I need to change my ways. I need to stay. You know. Well, when I got it, back, it doesn't happen overnight because, like you said, you still kind of hung out with some of the friends, but then something happened though internally. I think where you said, I, I don't want to be that person. I want to 
follow this path. Yeah, well, here's, let me tell you yeah. what happened. I, I already knew I wanted to straighten out, right? But before that, when I, when I yeah. you know, I always say this. When I was 16 years old, yeah. there was this little girl that I liked a lot. And her mom and dad were all, re- her mom, sorry, her mom and sisters were all religious, all religious. So one time they invited me to church with them, and I'm like, nah. But then the little girl was going, and I liked her, so I went with them. <laughs> and then this preacher said something over there, and I really liked it. And you know how they invite you to come yeah, forward? I yeah. did. I went forward, and he was just basically praying for me that, mm. that for me to, you know, that, that I would give my life over to God. And he could, God would do something with it. So I go, all right, because I was a fugitive already. I was a fugitive twice by the time I was 16 years old. So this time, this How was scary the first was that time. Being a fugitive, oh, it's very scary, very lonely because yeah. I couldn't go home. So I was in that state of mind, like, wow, well, I can't go home. I can't, I already messed my life up. So why not? It don't hurt. Yeah. Well, that night, I believe that started from that night. I think, I don't know. I'm just trying yeah. to pinpoint where, because from then on, it's when I started just meeting different people and having dreams and all these different things and fears and, and you know, all these different, all that. But anyways, the, I remember all these people used to come to preach to me. They used to talk to Bible thumpers yeah. and I would argue with them about the Bible. Mm. Well, then one time, cause they couldn't answer my questions. And then one time I ran into one of them and he was putting gas in and I, we was making chit chat and I said, Hey, uh, Hey, the gas is expensive now, huh? Dollar 50 a gallon. That's crazy. I guess you guys are right. This world is coming to an end. And he, and he told me something. He goes, let the world come to an end. I don't care. He said, let gas go up. I could care less. He goes, I have Jesus. And when he said that, it, I don't know what happened. It was like I just saw a fearlessness in mm-hmm. him that I'd never had. And I, here I am, a gang member, a gang banger. Well, I, I, you know, I was. Yeah, yeah. But still, I was supposed to be some. And I didn't have that type of confidence and, and boldness, they call yeah. it. I said to myself inside, I go, I want that. So I told him, I go, hey, man, uh, when are you going to pick me up? I want to go to your church. Check it out. He go, man, so I gave him my number. He was at my house before I was. <laughs> I started going to church with him three nights a week. That's cool. I couldn't get out of the Bible. I had my head buried in the Bible. and I didn't, like, under, I didn't understand it all, yeah. but it helped me a lot. He's like, one, he's like uh, one caveat. You're like, what's that? He goes, you got gas money? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. that's funny. I don't care about gas prices. I don't, but yeah, that would have no, been I'm just fun. Joking, no, that's funny. Yeah. I think I'm going to use that. When yeah, I tell that, that story, yeah, yeah, I'm going to use that. He goes, and one thing, one caveat to this. Like, what's caveat. that? Or what, you know? What's caviar? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take you to church, but you got to pay me some gas money. <laughs> I, like, one caviar. I don't like caviar. It's too salty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fugitive. I'm a fugitive. <laughs> so anyway, um, so uh, little by little, like I said, I just went through this new, uh, yeah. uh, pers- I got a new perspective. Now, my new perspective was uh, I don't want to steal from no, from people. No, I yeah. want to help people now. That, yeah. I went, I flip-flop. I want to give. I don't want to take no more. So I started uh, doing that. And um, uh, what happened was, uh, what, what, what happened? Oh, when I came back in 79, I was like, in, in 80, I was like, what can I do that's yeah. legal? What, what, can I, what am I good at? And I was good at selling because I used to sell my stolen goods in the bars at 2 or 3 in the morning mm. or one, you know, 1 in the morning, 2 o'clock in the morning before they closed. Yeah. So I was a good salesman. So I said, okay, now I just need something legitimate to sell. So I started selling on TV and subscription television. Remember yeah, HBO yeah, and all yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Before all this, it was subscription television. We're the ones that started all that. We were the sales force. We were so good that we literally, I, on my first day at that company, I set a company record for the most sales in one day. Nice. My first day on the job. So anyway, uh, we were so, we ended up, they closed them down because we were, they couldn't keep up with our orders. 
But anyway, I started doing that. I got into sales, became a salesman. And then I ended up, uh, I always wanted to do comedy, but I never knew how to get into it. I always wanted to do it. And then being that, I was uh, had decided I was going to pursue acting again. And uh, some of my friend told me at Levitt's Furniture when I was there, and his friend was Ray Combs, who was the host of uh, Family Feud. Yep. Ray Combs used to work there at Levitt's as a salesman. And he got into doing stand-up comedy but he was a comedian in ohio comes out here to pursue his com- comedy career gets uh, into s- doing warm-ups studio audience warm-ups became the king of the warm-ups and uh so he, and his best friend that he came out here with was still working at levitt so he schooled me mm. about pursuing stand-up comedy and going because agents go to comics nowadays you know, our people, they look at comedians. Yeah. Comedians don't have to go through the same route. They take shortcuts. Yep. So I go, let me do that. I did, I took comedy, and sure enough, exact, I got into warm-ups. I became a working warm-up. And then uh, as I started pursuing acting, I realized that comedy was a lot funner and a lot more me. Yeah. So that's where I ended it's up true. staying in comedy. I like acting for the exposure, and it's kind of cool that you have something that people can, you know, watch decades down the road. Uh-huh. But it's not... As far as gratifying gratifying the artist inside of us, it's not the same. When you mm-hmm. write something, when you perform something, when you do something like that, it's the best. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's uh, yeah. no, definitely, buddy. It's uh, well, we'll, we'll wrap up this interview. Um, and I'll uh, I want to say thank you. You're you're welcome anytime. And uh, w- once again, uh, where can we see you? Uh where am I gonna be at here? Well, I'll or shoot. just tell us where to find you on the internet. Yeah, yeah, go on uh, on on my uh, Facebook. Basically, right now is uh. Uh, Gilbert Esquivel yeah. or my Instagram is Gilbert.Esquivel E-S-Q-U-I-V same thing for YouTube right Gilbert.Esquivel well my YouTube channel is Comedian Gilbert's World not Gilbert you gotta put the S in it Comedian Gilbert's World yeah. and that's my channel if you go on there you can see a bunch of little stories I put and my new little stories I'm doing from the cage to the stage where I'm interviewing ex-cons who are either comedians now or actors or singers or they're graduating from the stage a graduation stage or their evangelists and preachers anybody went from the cage prison to the stage i'm doing their life stories and so i got a few i've got three stories already and i got some more lined up that's so yeah but anyways you can go there and catch me there that's really cool how do you, how, where do you get guests do you just wait till they get released from prison you no i got right? there's plenty of them <laughs> there's the, can you imagine you stand by the exit hey quick do my podcast <laughs> <laughs> i'm right here outside la county jail waiting for uh Julio Sanchez to be released after doing 38 years in solitary confinement. <laughs> he was in a cage. Now Julio, <laughs> now that you got out, are you or are you not going to Disneyland? <laughs> Come on down. <laughs> hey, no, Julio, what are you going to do? Because I'm robbing Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a small world in this cage. <laughs> you guys are great, man. Thanks for listening to the Pocket Party Podcast. Once again, please, a huge favor, go to YouTube like subscribe share go to itunes and five stars and a review all that stuff is free and let's just build our family here our pocket party family the and party continues sponsor, man. and the sponsor here is the Thai room beautiful downtown burbank on hollywood way 821 north hollywood way tell me you want the darren carter friend special tell them how good the food is gilbert oh my god if you don't want that if that was awesome but if you don't want that get the uh 
the vegetable uh, chow mein. Vegetable chow mein. Oh. I got the drunken noodles. It's to live for. You got the sober noodles. It's to live for. It is to live for. That's how healthy it is. Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. Get some brain food. That's why Next I tell people. Hey, I tell yeah. people because, you know, I'm a diabetic. Yeah. So I tell people, I'm not a diabetic. I'm a livabetic. I like that. <laughs> and I got my sugar down. The normal levels. I nice. did an exercise. Prayer, exercise, and eating in moderation. I got my sugar levels down without metformin, without insulin, none yeah. of that. Do you have any wor- wor- last words of, of advice or motivation? Something that people can carry on. You know, you're, you're really good at that. Like, is there something where, you know, like, let's say someone's listening to this podcast and they're feeling down, they're feeling the blues. Yes. They're like, how can I change my life? Guys, okay. it's okay to be mad. It's okay to get mad. It's okay to argue. You can argue with your best friend. You, you can argue with your co It doesn't matter. It's okay. Just don't stay mad. Don't stay mad. That's the worst thing you can do. Don't hold no grudges. Yep. Don't ever let your perspective about somebody else change because of their, the way they are. Because they're not living up to your standards. See, you can't do that because you got to understand you're not perfect either. And you're not living up to other people's standards. So why be mad at somebody else for being as guilty of the same thing you're guilty of? It's a waste of time and energy. You know what I mean? So forgive. Forgive. Don't hold grudges. You don't even. You just let it go. You know. You don't have to forget. Nobody yeah. said about. Just let it go. They say when you're there's a quote. Uh, it says when when you're holding a grudge, they're renting space in your mind and Ooh. they're not paying rent. They're wow. in your brain and they're not paying rent. Oh, I you're love thinking it. Thinking about them, they're probably not even thinking about you. They're not. My yeah. wife always says that. She yeah. goes, if you got a problem with me, that's your problem. Yes, <laughs> 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 yeah. I ain't. He goes, you know what I mean? You're, it's not my problem. That's your problem. You're the one that's got to live with that and deal with that. She goes, because don't worry about what other people do about think about you because you're worried about them. They don't even care. They're out like what you just said. Yeah. They're doing their thing. Doing their thing. I know. You know. All right, you guys. Pocket Party Podcast. Thanks for the reviews. Thanks for sharing it. We love you guys. And I really appreciate us letting us start that party up in your ear holes today. Darren Carter, Gilbert Escavel, we out. All right. Doing it in your ear, ho. <laughs> Dude, that was really fun, man. Thanks for coming by. That was good. Good okay. shit, man. Great. All right. That was good. Gonna I got to go pick up my mama. Okay, buddy. La la ma. That was fun, man. What the F star star K. That's fun. That's good. Yeah, that's it. Love it. All right, man. I'll, I'll, walk out. I'll walk you out. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.